Hashem Elokecha Asher Hotiticha Me'eret Mitzrayim Mipet Abadim. I am the Lord Almighty who took you out of Egypt and brought you uh, from Egypt to, to the ha- from the house of slavery. You should not have any other guides upon my face. Don't make any idolatrous psalim and no pictures. And those are the first two commandments which God gives us. Okay? Simply put, believe in God and don't worship other idols. Now, when we were learning these psukim, we noticed a few, we asked a few questions. We asked a lot of questions on these, these, this text. So can anyone think of a question or two on these two mitzvahs or these two uh, statements? Any questions come to mind as we were learning uh, that verse? No pictures. That's a question. No pictures, really? And the answer is yep. No, not, not not any pictures, but no pictures of other idols. Okay, pictures are okay. Oh, but... I thought you meant you know how to take photos of people. LOL. Oh, well, you know, um, I, I hate when people take photos of me too, but no, it's not uh, it's not against the law. It's only oh. idolatrous pictures. Okay? Um, oh. Any other questions? Okay, so the first question we asked in, 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 in Shira was Alpanai. What does it mean, don't um, worship God or Alpanai? I mean, we're always in front of God. So what does it mean, don't worship? And if it's not in front of God, it's allowed. Um, we also asked the famous question of, is this a mitzvah to believe in God, like the Rambam says? Or is this um, just a statement? In order to fulfill the rest of the mitzvahs, you have to be aware that there is a God. Okay? Let's see what the Nativ Shalom says. He asked another question. What did we add by saying from the house? What? So first of all, we also asked this question. Why did God introduce himself as the God who took us out of Egypt? He should have introduced himself, we would think, chronologically, as the God who took us, who... Um, who created the world? Wouldn't that make sense to mention that he created the world before he took us out of Egypt? Right? Famously, who else asked that question? The Kuzari. The, Kuz- the king of the Kazarim asked that question too, which we asked in Shir. Why does God introduce himself in this interesting way, the guy who took you out of Egypt? And furthermore, why does God have to say he took you out of Egypt? From the house of slavery, isn't that implied? We all know that Egypt is the house of slavery. So, new, tell me something we I didn't already know. What's the the chiddush of mi beit avadim? Every word in the Torah has value, has something to teach us. So, what is it trying to teach us? Yeah, okay. Gam Question number three. This is the foundation of faith. If, as the Rambam says, the fundamental, the first mitzvah, of our Vodas Yidin, is to know that there's a God, so why not say, and thou shalt believe in God? Just say it straight. If it's a mitzvah, 
command us to believe in God, why is there no lushan of tzivoy in this in these verses? Okay. Why do we have, we have this commandment, don't make yourself pictures. So why do we need, don't make other gods? And question number five, what does it mean, Alpanai? The question I had. Isn't that superfluous? There seems to be a lot of extra words. It's very flowery, it's very nice, but every word has to teach us something. So what's the deeper meaning behind these first two commandments in the Torah? Okay? So let's, uh, it's not hard to think of answers for all five questions. Let's start with the biggest question. What do you guys think? Why is it that there's no commandment, explicit commandment in the Torah to believe in God? Why not? Why didn't God command us to believe in him? What do you guys think? The rabbis teach us in the Yerushalmi. A slave is exempt from Shema. The answer is a slave is exempt. Any guys have a slave? We mean a Jewish slave, not a non-Jewish slave. A Jewish slave does not have to say Shema. Okay? As it says, Hashem, listen, O Israel, Hashem is our God. Who has to say Shema? Someone whose only God owner is Hashem. But a slave has another owner. Who's the, the first owner of a slave? The, the owner. And so since... He has another owner. He can fully accept upon himself Hakadosh Baruch Hu as his only God, and therefore he's exempt. Okay. Who else is putter from Shema? Maybe for similar reasons. Women. Maybe for other reasons, but women also are not obligated to say Shema twice a day like men. Hainu shehu over the Shnei He has two owners. Now we understand the, the commandment that I am your Hashem, your God. God is your God. Your unique God. Your special God. A Jew cannot worship two lords. This is the key to this entire Maimar. You can't be both subjugated to your creator Hashem and to your Yetzir Hara. So clearly Nitzvah Shalom is equating idolatry with our Yetzir Hara. If you are trying to also be an amazing Jew, but you're also trying to fulfill all of your all of your Yetzir Haras, all of your desires, it's not going to work. It's not going to go. It's, it's one at the expense of the other. You can't fully believe in Hashem Fully experience a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and also fully be in the world of Taivas. It's Zelumadze. You with me, guys? And this is going to be the principle of this entire um, of this entire shear. That idea. We have to have only one Taiva, only only one 
source for all of our she'ifos in life, all of our yearnings in life, has to be for Ruchnius. Why has to be for Kaddish Baruch Hu. If I say I also I want both, no, you can't have both. You can't have physical and Hashem. One is at the expense of the other. You can't, God took us from the land of Egypt. Egypt symbolically represents, according to Nativa Shalom, what? Taivas. Desires. Egypt was the land of desires. Right? We know that Amisar was on the 49th level of impurity. And they were immersed in their physical sexual and food and and non-mitzvah desires. And God is taking us out of our desires and bringing us into a world of only holiness. That's what Hashem gave us when we left Egypt. He gave us eternal freedom. That's the real power of Yitzhak To go free and to not be a servant of servants. The shell of which the klipa is called Beit Avadim. Everyone who was in Egypt was really a slave to their taivas, to their desires. And he took us out of the iron furnace. Which is the slavery of Egypt. You will never be sold into slavery. Now we are God's servants. And we will never be completely subjugated, completely addicted to our taivas again. Now that God took us out of Egypt, we are, we are free men. Ah, it doesn't mean that sometimes we don't get subjugated, we don't get uh, caught in the trap of our taivas. But we always have the potential to leave our, our taivas and grow into the world of, of, of Kedusha, go into the world of holiness. Okay? Sometimes it seems like we're stuck, but a Jew is never trapped. And that koach to go out of the world of, of taivas was granted to us on that night when we all left Egypt. Okay? Even if I've sinned, I mamish gone to the lowest levels of impurity. I'm never completely subjugated, never completely submerged. There's always hope for a yid to come back to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Even if I'm mamish on my 14th slice of pizza, I'm mamish totally like I don't care anymore. I'm just completely in the world of taivas, another matter. Our true desire is to do your ratzon. But we have a, you know, we have a yitzhara which is, which is dragging us in. But the truth is, my true, uh, deep in the heart of every Jew, is a desire to only worship Hakadosh Baruch Hu. 
Okay? So just to be clear, guys, again, who is, according to the Teva Shalom, the Avodah Zara that this is also referring to on a Hasidic level? What does it mean when Hashem tells us don't worship other gods? The God is the Yitzhar. The Yitzhar. Exactly. The God is the desires that we all have that to go immerse ourselves in the physical world in a way that disconnects us with our soul, disconnects us with the Kedusha, disconnects us with the, with, with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Adkan v'koach zeshel yitziyat nitraim davar nitzchi this power of leaving Egypt is eternal. As we say, guys, the Seder is coming. I know you haven't started to think about it yet, but we got to start cleaning out our chametz, guys. Mamish, it's soon, it's, it's Purim. Odmat Pesach. We gotta start getting rid of our chametz. So we need we need to start thinking about the Haggadah. And every Haggadah, we all say, if we would have been stuck in Egypt, we would have been stuck there forever. And everybody asked, really? We would have been stuck in Egypt forever? Really? Nobody would have ever left. Nobody would have ever freed the Jews. How could it be? Would we really have been stuck in Egypt forever? No, eventually we would have gotten out. What's the answer that we're going to say at our Seder tables this year? Spiritually, we would have been stuck in, in Egypt forever. Because something changed about the soul of the Jewish people when we left Egypt. Wasn't Yes, physically we would have left Egypt, but we would have spiritually just been another Egyptian. But when we left Egypt, our souls changed forever, and we were no longer slaves. We were free men. Right? And what does it mean again? Shai, what does it mean to be a free Jewish soul? And you always have the potential, no matter how submerged you are in the world of taivas, you always have the potential to go free. You always have the potential to go into the world of holiness and simcha, of kedusha, not to fall asleep into the world of physical taivas. Every generation we have to believe that we are leaving Egypt. Not our God, not our only our fathers. We too were redeemed from Egypt. It's eternal. Every Jew. Me? Yes, even you. And you, Larry. And you, Tikva. And you, Benis. And you, it doesn't say your name, but holy person who joined our shir. Every one of us has the koa to leave Egypt. And we all left Egypt. Colossian Pasach, El Motzio Mimtraim. God is taking us out of Egypt. Shloshan Haivesh, Yotiyad Mimtraim, Ukoach El Yonitzchi, Shetamira, Gosh Baruch, Motiyad Yodim Mimtraim. God is always taking us out of Egypt, taking us out of our taivas. And even if we, we messed up yesterday, tomorrow is a new day. He's going to give us opportunity to wake up early in Davin, to say a good bracha, eat and, and drink in the proper way, to serve Hashem in the proper way, even if yesterday we messed up. Okay? We never are disconnected from the world of Kedusha. 
And I even have a great story about that. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to wait till the end of this year. Okay? So we'll keep on our toes. Let's keep going. And that's what Hashem was telling us, that first commandment. You know why I am Hashem, your God? Because I took you out of Egypt. Because when you were in Egypt, you had two masters. Who is your master? Master number one is your Yitzhahara. And master number two, you said, oh, maybe Hashem. But there can't be another God. As Bob Dylan said, you're going to have to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. You have to choose. Okay? After Egypt, a Jew is never completely addicted to his taivas. Egypt freed us from that addiction. And we were then, only because we left our addictions, were we truly able to leave the world of unholiness and go into the world of holiness. Like, I, did, I wanted to tell the story at our Amuna seminar on uh, Monday. I didn't have time, but I'll tell you a story. There was, uh, there was once a boy, and he approached me, and he said he wanted to believe in God. But he, did, he just had all these questions. I said... That's that's great, but you want to you got so read this book and read that book and read this book, and then I would I would come back to him and check. Uh, did you read this book? And let's re- learn about it. And he would never l- read the books. And I say, you say you wanted to believe in God so much, why don't you read the books? And then I realized because he was addicted, he had his taivas, he had his loalenu, his his desires on on his phone and loalenu sexual desires and and doing things which are against the way of, of Torah. And his system was mamish clogged. He didn't have any room to really yearn for ruchnius. He didn't have room to do ispodidus. He didn't have room to learn Torah for the neshama to come in. Because the sins that he was doing was clogging his system. I told him, you got to leave those sins. And only when you leave those sins can you, can you really believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But uh, what can I say? I hope by now, Bezrat Hashem, I'm sure by now he's done tshuva and he opens himself up. But what I learned from the experience is, Believing in Hashem is not simply about reading a book. You have to have the Ratzon to believe in Hashem. And sometimes those sins clog up that Ratzon to, 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 to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu. So all of us sometimes have these taivas and physical things which get in the way of opening ourselves up to that Ruchnias that we need to let into our souls. Okay? Vaisar. And now we understand the passage that says, God, no, God did not look at sin in Yaakov, and he didn't see bad and evil. Hashem A yid, even when he's sitting, he never truly is addicted to his idols. It's like he's uh, he's coerced. But he's not really, he doesn't really want to be doing this sins. He doesn't know how to get rid of his Yetzirah. So he's immersed in the world of sin. But deep inside, deep inside, he doesn't really want to, uh, to be doing this sin. Like the story of the boy, there's a boy who got kicked out of yeshiva 
because he 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 took a, a cab to um to the beach. And the Yeshiva Bachram told the, the Rosh Yeshiva, and they had a meeting, and they decided they were gonna kick him out of Yeshiva. So when when Rosh Shlomo Zalman Albach, who's uh, the head of Shari Chesed uh, community and the head of that Rosh Yeshiva heard about this, he ran to greet the kid. And he ran to the kid and he said, Bachar, tell me, when you were taking that cab to the beach, how did you feel? And the Bachar said, I felt terrible. I felt, I can't believe, I, I can't believe I'm breaking Shabbos. And Rosh Hashanah said, you know what? It was on Shabbos, it was on Shabbos, sorry. He took the, he took the cab on Shabbos, sorry. He took the cab and shoved. And, and Shlomo Zalman said, you know what? You, you, if you felt bad when you're doing the sin, that means you, you still had potential. I will personally take responsibility for you. We're going to set up a chabrusa. I'm going to set you up with the best bracham in yeshiva. And so it was. He came back to yeshiva and he became a big Talmud Chochem. Because Shlomo Zalman understood that what the Rintiv Shalom is saying, that even when a yid is going off the, off the derech, of the way of Torah, deep inside he, has, he doesn't want to be doing it. Deep inside, he wants to be doing the Torah in mitzvahs. He just doesn't know that. But he, but he really, really wants to serve Hashem. Yeah? Okay. Don't be like Hananite, Asher Lotase. The parish of Svarim Kadoshim, the Lokai Aliyani Isser Shem, the partial Alam, partial Arayos. It's not God's not telling us not to do the sexual uh, things that are usher in the Torah that are explicitly forbidden. Him Al Inyane Haheter. The Chassidic Svarim is saying, don't be like the Canaanites who do things that are permitted according to the ways of the Torah, but what? But it's not holy, right? Like like as. As you guys have been learning Tivashalom with me for a while, you see that this is a theme that he's constantly reminding us of, that doing Torah and mitzvahs is not just about the, pot, the, the explicit commandments, but it means before every action which I do, is this a holy thing to do? Is, is Hashem smiling in Shemaim when I do this action, even if it's technically permitted? But is this the type of action which would make Hashem proud? And Master Kanan is things which are technically Permitted, but it's not. It's not a holy way to act. Don't do those permitted things in the way that the Egyptians. You know, a guy, he, he's, he's sometimes he's immersed in his typhus completely. Even when he's immersed in the, in the world of sin, he's not completely immersed. He's not completely addicted. Okay? Yafe. Let's finish up the Rebbe's beautiful teaching. Now we can understand that the Psukim the verses before we received the Torah. Remember, before we received the Torah, we had all these Psukim giving us kind of words of introduction, and all that. Why do we need that? Just get to the point. Tell me the, the mitzvahs. 
בסדר הפסוקים שהקדים את המאוחר, שתחילה כתוב ביום הזה, באו מדבר סיני, ואחר כך כתוב ביישום ויפידים. The orders off, אם כי קודם נעשו ורק אחר כך באו, why are they saying, really they, they left and then they came. The principle is like this. When you want to really get close to Hashem, first you have to get rid of the Ra. You have to stop doing the bad things that are clogging your system, like I was telling my student that day. You can't have a true relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, a true love of Shabbos Kodesh, a true love of Tefillah, if you're still immersing yourself totally in, 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 in the wildlife, in the, in the sinful life. You can dance like crazy on Friday night at the Kotel, but you're not going to feel the same joy if on Thursday night you were dancing like crazy at a bar in Tel Aviv doing who knows what. But if you, did, if you stop yourself from going to that bar, And then on Friday night, you mamish dance like crazy. Your dancing is going to be at so much higher level. First, you have to remove yourself from the evil. That's what the Rebbe says. First, get uproot the evil and then do the good. As long as you're immersed in the evil, Hashem's like, I, I, what do I want this for? But the Svarim doesn't say, there is a person that's so immersed in sins that he, he's so immersed in sins that if you tell him, you know, don't, don't start keeping Shabbos, first stop speaking Lashonara, stop stealing, stop uh, doing the, those sins, he's going to say, I have no chance. I'm never going to be able to do that. I can't do it. So what do you need to do? The derech of Rav Shlomo. Get him dancing and singing at that Karabach minion. Get him to immerse, put, put some tefillin on him. Get him so in, immersed in doing mitzvahs with all of his heart. And then he's going to experience a true tefillah. He's going to say, wow, 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 amazing. I want to experience this. And he's going to slowly, slowly stop, throw away the sins. In the ideal world, it would start from getting rid of the evil. But sometimes it, we, we as a generation or individuals are so immersed in sin that we need to start from, the, from just doing good with all our hearts. That which we said, don't even bother doing the mitzvahs. That's only someone who's completely immersed. Adam Kazein, he has no connection to holiness. So don't even bother doing the mitzvahs. But if you're not completely enslaved to sin, uh, he can start doing the good even though he hasn't uprooted the evil. And that, again, that's the, the, the derech of the Rebbe, of the Babacha Rebbe. Why did you think he started this campaign, start putting fill-in on random people? He says, let's just get people immersed in doing a mitzvah, light a candle, do some fill-in, and from that, good will come to bad. We'll get rid of, we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of the bad, eventually. So first, before we can start doing the Ten Commandments, leave your Egypt. 
Reishis kal nistachar chuv in the galum liyot abedim l'mitzrayim tzedeh hayakoch shal mitzrayim. When we leave being completely enslaved to our to our yitzharas, then we could start doing the mitzvahs. Ki ki imnan lo yato adayim legame me'arash ayu meshukaim b'mente shayatuma. They were immersed in the forty ninth level of impurity. But since God took them out of Egypt, they were able to come to Sinai. They were able to, we Jews were able to start doing mitzvahs because God, in His kindness, took us out so we're no longer slaves to our Yitzharas completely. And then we started going back into the world of sin. We stopped learning Torah. We had a revoy, and then Amalek attacked. And then after that setback, we were able to come back to Har Sinai and, and jump back into the world of mitzvahs. We know that this week's parsha we have zacher and shomer b'dibur echad. That shomer and zacher are connected. What does shomer represent in terms of the the do's and the don'ts? Which one does shomer represent? The don'ts, right? Guard over Shabbos. Shamar Yom Shabbos represents the thirty-nine melachos, according to Chazal. The don'ts of Shabbos. Don't uh, light a fire. Zachar represents the do's, the kiddush. Okay, and they're interconnected. In the way in which we leave the don'ts. That's how much we can go into the do's. In other words, I have bad news for us. The Reb is teaching us. There's no shortcuts in life, my friends. There's no shortcuts. You want to have a genuine relationship with Hashem, a, the deepest, true dveikas with Hashem, we have to leave the world of taivas and go into the world of, of dveikas with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But sometimes the first step to get into that path is just to jump into that mitzvah. Just jump into that Karabach minion, start singing and dancing like crazy, utza, 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 and then you'll be so inspired that you're going to say, oh, I want to stop speaking Lashon Hara, I want to stop speaking during Shul, I want to start saying Brachas, I want to, v'chula, v'chula, Then once I've removed myself from the don'ts, my do's will be much more connected, much more genuine, much more real, much higher. So it's a do-don't-do cycle. The do-don't-do cycle. <laughs> and apparently our generation, the Ikvata de Meshicha, Rebbe's like Lubavitcher Rebbe and Rosh Lomokarabach understood that we, Mamish, need to start stressing the do's more than ever before. Because we are the generation that just we're just so lost that we need to do the do to get to the don'ts to get to the do. Okay? But if you're, and again, I'm talking to myself, if you ever experience a, a, a disconnect your davening is just kind of dry. Your, your, your learning is kind of stale. Your brachas are kind of eh. What's most likely the issue? What's clogging our system, my friends? The don'ts. 
And Avera, is, we've, we've explained there's two levels. There's the explicit Avera, you're speaking Lashon Hara, an explicit sin. And then there's the things which are not explicitly against the Torah, but which are still clogging our system, which is even in the permitted things, we're not doing them in the holiest way. So we need to make that cheshwa nefesh. What are we doing which is clogging our system? You know, again, sorry I always go back to the same examples, but I, I feel it myself. When I, let's say, overeat on a Friday, my Friday night davening and my kiddush and my Shabbos is just not as high. When I have self-restraint and I have a small coffee in the morning and drinks throughout the day, and that's it, nothing else, maybe an orange, then my Friday night is on a much higher level. If I were to be completely fasting, I'd probably feel it on a much higher level. That's just me. But everyone should take that in their own way of what's clogging up your system from feeling the holiness. Last keta. And so now we got back to that first question which we asked the Rambam. Why is there no commandment to believe in God? The same way God took us out of Egypt wasn't in our merit. It was only in the merit of HaKadosh Baruch Emuna is also a gift from Hashem. Okay, so Larry Banish, this is a secret. Don't tell anyone else in our in our Emuna seminar that you can't get to Emuna according to the to the Rebbe, according to the Tiva Shalom. It's a gift from Hashem. All we can do is create a vessel, but ultimately Emuna, that strong connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, is a gift. From a Kaddish Baruch Hu that He gives to us when we create the right vessel. We are believers, the son of believers. Amuna is within the soul of every Jew. But that's only if you don't have other gods. Translate other guys, we don't have other taivas. Okay? Automatically, if you stop putting your blood with taivas and physic- physicality and sins, you're going to automatically believe in God. Mamish, this is a fundamental as- aspect of Chassidus. Amuna is within our DNA. It's Mamish in the blood of a Yid. The Inkan. Good timing. Never too late for a Yid. The mitzvah of Amuna is not like the other mitzvahs. By every other mitzvah, we have to do something to do the mitzvah. Amuna is a gift. A gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A gift from above. Just like Egypt. And how do we get there? Don't give in to your taivas. Because God already took you out of Egypt. You went from the Beit Abadim. The more we run away from our taivas, proportionately, automatically, we're going to naturally feel that clarity of Amunah, feel Shema Yisrael Hashem Lakeinu, Hashem Echad. What am I? So just to summarize, we began asking, what's the deeper meaning behind belief in God? 
not having other idols? Is there a mitzvah to do this? And we understood that the key to it all is that God took us out of Egypt, that we're never, we're never, since we left Egypt, completely immersed and completely subjugated to our, to our taivas. A Jew always has the potential to come back to holiness. Now, the, I, the real way to get to holiness, to feel amuna, to feel Kaddish Baruch Hu, is to disconnect from all of the taivas, be it sins or just overindulgence. But sometimes in order to begin that process of tshuva, we have to jump into the world of asetov, start doing a mitzvah with all of our hearts, and then we're going to naturally feel the pull to get rid of the, the disconnects, the lota says. Once we get rid of those lota says, we're going to automatically feel emuna, feel an unbelievable dveikus and, and closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Wow. What a gorgeous, gorgeous Torah, the secrets of the world that the Rebbe is teaching us. Okay, before we 